six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gon' leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, land rock, need crypto. Told me I should bring the Glock with me, so I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? So, here today, and uh, I'm with somebody who's running for mayor in the city of Oakland. And as a Bay Area native, um, I first heard you on the Good Old Boys podcast, and I, my ears perked up. I said, wait, we got somebody in, in Oakland that's that's speaking my language a little bit, like which I, I wasn't used to hearing. But um, I'm here with with Seneca Seneca Scott. So Seneca, how you doing tonight, man? Good evening. Good evening. Happy to be here. Yeah. So walk. Okay. Where did where did you come from? Like first off, like where where did you come from? How did how do how do all of a sudden did I just hear about this happening in in the uh, Bay Area? Um, you know, uh, we've been here. I've been doing the same thing, talking the same language for since 2014. It's just until recently. People like us were the tinfoil hat people who mm-hmm. who uh, were crazy or we were interesting and fun and quirky, but you know times of of uh, change. Mm-hmm. So I think that people are looking for a different type of leadership. And I used to be like the union boss for Oakland workers. So I've I've worked in politics. I've been directors for several unions. Uh, you know, I have a degree and background in industrial labor relations and union organizing. So it's not like it's foreign to me to be a rabble rouser, but mm-hmm. um, this new, it was, a, it's not, it's a emerging political ideology forge of necessity mm-hmm. and urgency because shit's hitting the fan and we're collapsing as a nation. And it's, yeah. It's hopefully a slow collapse, hopefully, um, but it's terminal cancer at this point. And I don't mean that the, the American experiment is by any means over, but we are going to have a major test. And it's going to be a test of households and families and a test of neighborhoods and a test of cities, more so than a macro test, because as people like to say, our politics are local, so is our social change, right? So um, it's crazy how it happened. So I ran for city council and didn't have any money. I only ran because my neighbor, one of my elders dragged me and was like, you got to run and people like you and you're a straight shooter and, you know, um, go run. And I'm like, all right, man. I didn't have no money though, right? So, and I didn't mm-hmm. beg people for money. So I had like ages that I, you know, I asked a few of my college friends, and um, I put in some money. But we got third place, a couple thousand votes in the city council election, mm-hmm. and we launched our campaign weeks after the the ballot already hit the houses. Mm-hmm. So that was step one. Was like, okay, our neighbors together, we deserve better messaging. That's good. That's a good uh, political message, right? That's a good slogan. 
right? That's like some, uh, we deserve better. That's like hope mm-hmm. of change. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. like make America great again. Like, that's a powerful um, and perfectly timed political message, right? And so I wanted to start a nonprofit after that. Like, everybody who loses elections, you try to capitalize <laughs> on your momentum, right? That's what you do. You've got a foundation. Like, that's the consolation prize for people who actually have a fucking half a brain, you know, it's like start a nonprofit. So I'm a prepper. Okay. Um, I, I, the best I could put it is I'm a prepper, right? Like, uh-huh. I like my guns, I like my food, I like my land and my bug out. But that didn't start for me until 2018, April. And the other guys didn't get this one. So you get to get the story. Okay. Get. Exclusive scoop. Off the brag about Exclusive it. Exclusive scoop. There off you the, go. Off the brag about it to them. Yeah. So um, April 2018, I go to bed like any other night. And I wake up the next night, like 9 p.m. And I, I had wiped the bed and I woke up like in cold pee and shit. Right. Wow. And um, and my sleep is real regimented. I wasn't partying. I wasn't fading. It was just some regular shit. I go to bed at 10, 11. I wake up at 6, 7. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Right. So during that time, uh, I, I, I always ask people if they've ever read Kindred. Most people have not. But if they have, they'll get it. There's a book called Kindred by Octavia Butler, who's a famous black science fiction author. And she has her, it's her most famous book. And she has a book where she uh, goes to sleep one night with her husband and she lives a whole like 40 years as a slave and shit. Mm-hmm. And her husband actually joins her for a couple years. And then do so they have a shared experience for a couple years? But then he goes back to the, the regular world. And so when she wakes up after this one night that was 40 years, she had to deal with the emotional baggage of having to live a life as a slave, right? So mm-hmm. it's science fiction and shit. She's going back and forth. It was fucking wild, right? So anyway, that shit happened to me. Really? Two weeks, two fucking weeks. I lived through a fucking grid down. I didn't know it at the time, but we had like I'm so I'm sitting with my friend in the restaurant chilling. And all the cars just stopped and our phones went off. And we had some kind of fucking EMP shit, bro. I didn't know none of this shit what. Right? Like, all of that shit, YouTube rabbit hole, never been on it. I'm good. I was on PlayStation rabbit hole. Not the YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> right. Right? Like, I'm good. I'm happy. I got my weed, yeah. my farm. I know I know what time it is, but I'm not thinking, like, it's DEFCON, like, three, two, you know, like, um... So during that two weeks, you know, like my girl died, like, like this is the world, like everybody no died, bro. By the end of two weeks, I'm in fucking Yosemite in a cave in gold country, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right? like the Yuba River and shit, yep, right? Yep. Like trying to drink out the Yuba River, like, but it's all fucked up. It's zombie apocalypse type shit. And I said, woke up like, yo, what the fuck was that? So, uh, you know, after some spiritual work and doing my psychedelics and talking to my parents who's super Christian and mm-hmm. you know just just kind of get some 
because perspective, I was like, okay, well, I got shown a vision for a reason. It's time to go get the guns. So I was overnight, like, no guns to, like, do your way battle rifles, you know, all the guns, right? All yeah. the optics, the guns, the body armor, the training. I'm training with fucking operators and XTOs and shit. You know what I mean? I'm getting busy. I'm getting ready for this shit to collapse. And then 2018 December happened. I'm not going to go into it because it's not a financial blog channel, but that's <laughs> when the lot, the, the lot, you know, we talk about interest rates a lot right now in mainstream media. Uh-huh. But this is kind of relevant. So I will deep dive a little bit. Yeah, so no, please. The, 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 they talk about interest rates now in the mainstream media, Jerome power, whether or not they're going to raise it. And we recently raised it 25 basic points. And then just yesterday, Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chairman, said inflation is too aggressive. No shit. And we may need to raise it more up to 50 basis points as early as May. Mm-hmm. 25 basis points, for those of you who don't know, is 0.25%. It's a quarter mm-hmm. percent of one point. In the 70s, the last time we had this little funky dance and we almost went to war and collapsed, we had like double digit interest rates. Like ridiculous, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. so just the perspective here, we were at zero for a whole decade from 08 to 2018, quantitative reasoning to address the large financial collapse, modern monetary theory. I'm not gonna get into it. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't do your homework. <laughs> um, and 2018, they tried to raise the rates, I think two points. The fucking stock market crash, yeah. mini crash. They dropped. They they put it right back to zero. Like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. And that was the first time I said, oh, I, we are having some issues. They're claiming things are good and everything's recovered. I know that if you have a recession, the old not modern monetary theory, but the old Econ 101 we all learned, like when I was at Cornell and I learned Econ 101, mm-hmm. which is if you increase the amount of money in the system and you decrease the amounts of goods and service that money competes for, what do you think happens? Inflation, like the old rules, they tried to say they didn't apply anymore, that they lied to us about. Now all of a sudden uh, are becoming more real. So I'm like, we should be able to raise interest rates no problem if everything's on the up and up. And the fact that we experienced such a dramatic nosedive in our financial market at the at compared, you know, after a decade of zero rates, like we have to print. We're stuck. Mm-hmm. It's true. So yeah. then fast forward to September. And do you know about September 2019 before I get into it? No, not, I mean, not particularly. You have a computer in front of you to Google? Yes, sir. Put 2019 bank collapse, USA. Collapse. What month does it give you? September 2019. Yep. You know why? Why is that? Because our banks collapsed in 2019. That's when the Fed started the overnight repo market. Are you mm. familiar with that? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows about this shit. No, like I, I really so don't. It's so fucking important. It looks so important. Our banks collapse. So here's why it's important. In, 28, in 2008, one of these banks 
having an asset, the overnight repo market, which is basically a spot law for banks mm -hmm. because they don't have enough money to meet the FDIC requirement. Mm -hmm. Right? Which is only 10% of their balance sheet needs to be liquid. That's our money. Or they only have to have 10% of it liquid. The rest could be loaned out. But they got to have 10% liquid for those FDIC requirements. Those went away during COVID, by the way, but let me get back. <laughs> so when you don't have that, you got to get a loan from another bank to meet it. They don't fuck around with that shit. Lehman Brothers was doing that too much. And all the other banks said, sorry, Lehman, we, we can't. I don't care what interest rate. We're not going to loan you any more money. They collapsed, taking everybody down with them in 08. We're now fast forward to 2019 September, and every single bank could not meet their overnight requirements. So they couldn't lend to each other. So who do they come to? The Fed. The ah. Fed starts putting tens of billions of dollars a day. Look at that. Look at the Fed. It's a Federal Reserve balance sheet. And look at September 2019. And look at that fucking exponential vertical spike in our money printing. Yeah, I think I see it. Wait, let me see. See if I can put so our base collapsed and the feds bailed them out by putting shit tons of money. That created an imbalance in our financial system. The rest of the world was like, What the fuck, bro? You can't <laughs> do that. Like, you can't put that much money just because you got the golden credit card. But here's another thing that it did created a situation. And several, it's not, I'm not the prophet here, I'm not the one who said this. Several people, every fucking YouTube financially crap hot person who understands this shit even basic said the same thing. We got two things coming in 2020. Either we're going to have a massive financial collapse or we're going to have to figure out a way to get helicopter money to the people. Mm. That's a term for when the Fed can't just print and give it to their bank buddies. They print and give it to everybody. What happened in 2020? COVID. Everybody got money. I got, oh, friends, yeah, yeah. I got friends who got half a million dollars just because they filed for some loan paperwork that took them 15 minutes mm -hmm. on an old fucking dead zombie corporation they just had in their closet. They gave money to everybody. Super unemployment, step ball, they didn't care. Mm -hmm. We put in 80% of our balance sheet in just two years. <sighs> All the U.S. currency ever created was printed in just two years. Damn. The party's over. There's no more ammo. You got other countries buying oil in their own currency. It's over. So when you say over, it's over. And, to, and, to, okay, to, so when you say over, but you're but you're also running for office. So to me, that means you're not. It's not over, right? I mean, you no, know. No, what I mean by that is the America that we know it is over. I see. So we can't, you don't think we can go back. You don't think we can go back. Like we, we can't go, even go back to something like, you know, maybe it wasn't the best time for everybody, but like, even like something like 2012, where I know maybe I was just naive, but I, I just felt like I didn't really care about half the stuff I care about now. I wasn't, you know, all right, man, I hate to inform you. It's done. Um, but here's the, the good part about it. It wasn't good in 2012. We were just naive. Yeah, you know, you're or, right. Or, or young, like, no, like the suffering around the world and the imbalance that we're facing globally, the, the economic divide even in our country is just too intense. But when I say it's over, I'm speaking specifically about the U.S. dollar as the mm -hmm. world reserve currency. 
once we lose that, America privileges. You know how many of our goods are artificially low because of that? All of our imports are lower because of that. Dollar. So what does that mean? We're going to have a transition period. What's my hope? Why am I running? Because if there is a period of time that I believe we can have uh, the control return, not the means of production and oversimplistic term, but the local offices that have enormous amount of influence over the $4 billion we're spending in two years in Oakland, for instance. Right. Right? To support a city of less than a half a million people. Yeah. Um, who, many of them make good money and there's lots of businesses. We have an opportunity while that money can still buy hard, tangible assets to do something with it. But yeah. the moment you have any hyperinflation or any other issue, it's foobar, right? So why am I running? Why not? I'm not God. I don't know what's going to happen. I would love to be wrong, but I don't, I don't even believe I'm going to have an election this year. Yeah, you mentioned that. So you, you think you think it's going to be it's going to be all bad around around this time November. I just can't. I can't even see a week out right now. Can you see next week? No, no. I, I've tried. I didn't. I didn't think we'd right, uh, right. we'd be trying to we- whether whether we should you know interfere in Ukraine and Russia. Right? I, you know, I didn't think we'd be here just a couple weeks ago. So yeah, uh, what's what going we- on? I don't fucking know what's going on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, right? no, I, I, yeah, but you're you're op- you. What I what I think is good about you is I can identify with like I don't first of all I don't feel like I'm talking to a politician I mean that in a good way I, that sounds like somebody who just shares the same amount of fear I that I that I do but decides like hey like you said why not like right go down swinging <laughs> you know go like, down swinging but you know we've also got support from very serious people because of our lawsuit the and that so was the homeless was yeah that, the, that, the hom- that was a big deal. Yeah, going to that, yeah. The, the lobbying work we did there was really high-end work that people pay good money for. Mm-hmm. You got homeless activists like dominating the the battle of public opinion in these woke cities that are not allowing people to do stuff. And we took that on head-on, right? And mm-hmm. won. Yeah. And so what and you now, did, what you did was was basically file a suit for Oakland not doing its job essentially, right? About the about the homeless crisis, yeah, just essentially a, punting it away. Yeah, they have a, even worse than that. Well, there's public safety laws in the book that they should have been following, but mm-hmm. Oakland has an encampment management policy. They passed in 2020 at the height of an election unanimously. So imagine the big, the number one issue, even two years ago, same thing as today: a homeless camp, people not having a house, the walking dead in the street. Mad Max, right? Oh, yeah. Um, LA, Oakland, SF, everywhere, right? San, o- San Jose. So, San Jose, <laughs> fucking everywhere. It's the same shit. So, yeah. it's the same issues were there. I said, okay, we're going to do this encampment management policy that provides a list of do's and don'ts for public camping and mm-hmm. makes it illegal to have an encampment 50 feet from a school, business, resident, park, or critical infrastructure. Unless that encampment is sanctioned by the city and attached to an, a nonprofit for oversight. Right? And 
they unanimously passed it, which is super important because it's an accountability thing. Mm-hmm. All the activists were against it because their planning is to make 90% of the city not camp, not livable for the homeless and it's going to evict them all. Yeah. Well, that never happened, even though they passed it. But that's what you know. They're, they're very uh, they're dishonest. They're liars, right? Like, they don't tell the truth. So the city uses the activists um, not liking this policy. There's a lot of articles all over about this to basically say, not do it. Like, at political cover, to not do the policy. Mm-hmm. And they just completely ignored this policy. Like, hey, what happened to the EMP? Here's the school, here's the camp. Here's my business, here's the camp. Yeah. Here's the, like, it's 50 feet. Well, where's the eviction notice? And they're like, no, you can't do it because you have to provide housing. I'm like, yeah, but at any given moment, 70% of the city's shelter beds are open. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, but that's not the housing that they want. I'm like, yeah, but it's a, it's <laughs> it's a not, roof. There's a roof. So better, it's better than like <laughs> the, but the activists like to use that compassion stuff. Yeah. But it's not compassionate to allow people to live in squalor around that. I mean, the UN declared open condition a human rights violation. How do you still act like this is compassionate? Right? Mm-hmm. So the EMP was ignored. And here's, here's why I'm here. This is a long, finally kind of come forth circle how I got here. Um, one of my shooting buddies, Joe Starr, who I'm also in a nonprofit with. Wow, tornado in New Orleans. Ooh, that's bad. Oh, um, called Guardian Grange. Guardian Grange is a nonprofit. It is a nonprofit started by Mark Mestoflor, who is a former Navy SEAL who now is into medicine work and psychedelics and, and, and renewable farming and agriculture. Mm-hmm. And as a means of getting, you know, combat vets to have, you know, not kill themselves and have healthy lives. Not to be oversimple, but like, you know, it's, it's really sad to kill themselves at a alarming rate. Um, yeah. And these are people who serve as the tip of our spirit to keep our, you know, our luxury, like our American privilege. I was just talking about this to the people I was on the call with. American mm-hmm. privilege, it's so much more profound and impactful than white privilege. Yeah, mm-hmm. white privilege exists. Yes, American privilege, there's a way, it's like a white privilege on fucking steroids. Are you serious? You have any idea how privileged we are just by virtue of being on the soil? Oh, I mean, we were. Mm-hmm. Our world, we're in transition period right now. That's what I mean by those days are done, right? So the EMP, my boy Joe, is like, hey, the Oakland Builders Alliance, uh, which is a nonprofit board full of developers. So your biggest developers in Oakland and your general contractors, so mostly really wealthy, influential people who own these companies or work for these companies um, that, you know, build. And who said they want to talk to you because they're fucking tired of the homeless shit. Yeah. And they said, you know, I told them you should have voted for Seneca anyway, but um, <laughs> talk to Seneca and he'll help you out. So I took a meeting with him. I was spitting some lash. My boy. Christopher Lash, huh? Oh, I fuck it. This is the Bible. This is the postpartisan fucking Bible. 
I make everybody who works for the campaign read this shit. Yeah. Right? This is such a good book. Revolt of the Elite. So I took it to him. It went from 12 to four people in that Zoom call with the 15 minutes after calling the fucking rich fucks out for the bullshit. Right? Mm-hmm. Mainly like, you guys completely divested. Now you're complaining about your handiwork. You have a role in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's not about just sweeping our homeless people. But those are people there. Black people there. That's that most of them. Yeah, so they're all cracked out and shit. But like, there's the people underneath the crack and they're, right. they're there. They're still there. They're us. That's us. Right? Those are our neighbors. Um, yes, I want the camps gone too. Yeah. But you know, like, but no, your tone is out of order. Um, you gotta you gotta pay some reparations for that. Right? And right. they didn't like it. So four of them stayed, and one of them was like, I don't like the term reparations. And I convinced them in a couple questions that reparations was cool. And this is when I won over this group of really elite, all white people, all of them who voted for Trump secretly, who liked me because they were like, you're no nonsense. You're like, you know, like we can work with you. Um, you're definitely a progressive or for the people, but like you get it, right? Like you're, you're not afraid to say, you're not afraid to be wrong, change your mind or say what you feel in public, right? And stand up against the bully. And so I told him, look, you give me $250,000, $300,000 to lobby this year, and I can hire a lawyer, hire a PR firm, and public affairs consultant, and we'll sue the city. Trust me, I know it looks like it's not a good idea now because everybody's all sensitive about the homeless, but it's gonna switch quick. Yeah. Right. I sense it. Trust me on this one. People are fed up. The political winds are about to aggressively change on all of this woke shit. This is before it happened, though. This is this is begin this is this time last year. Right? So I said, okay, we raised some money. We hired the lawyer, but we couldn't get any public affairs and consultant to take the job because they were like, no, you're gonna get us canceled. You can't. Yeah, yeah. Just, here's why. I called it town suite, and my logo was a push boom. <laughs> it's great. I mean, right? I could see why. I could see why they, you know, people were scared to, you know, hitch their wagon to it <laughs> out and just living where we live. You know, we did that on purpose mm-hmm. to piss people off. By the way, Gavin Newsom was holding that push boom for his recall election. Yeah, I, yeah. So that picture I mean, where he's sweeping the where yeah, yeah, he's sweeping. yeah oh yeah. I put yeah. that side by side with my push boom as an inside joke to my investors. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking mm-hmm. told you guys. Yeah. Right. So these are sharks. These are big, powerful people with a lot of money. And I told them, I'm going to sue the city. They're going to start cleaning up the homeless. We're going to fucking make them all do what we say. We're going to get thousands of members. Uh, we're going to do all these things. Give me the money. And they gave me the money, and we absolutely did all of those things. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really impressed. And these are the people who knight the people who win in Oakland. You've got to be knighted. Because in order to get a half a million dollars in a few months, you got to have a call list of a thousand people who'll give you 900 bucks each. And you got to get a good percentage of them to invest in you. And mm-hmm. they only pick horses that are winning in Oakland because that's how politics work. Oh, yeah. Right? So because I got the media to cover me with no 
My, my public relations firm is Lifestyle from LA. They don't know shit about politics. They did none of my message in incubation. Mm. All of that was just with me and my, my squad, right? Like, mm. we, we were like, no, we're going for this. We're taking the risk. We're going to win over legit homeless advocates. And if you look at the first news story, it says, vocal community organization contract homeless advocates. Mm. Something like that. It put me adversarial. Look six news articles later, I am the homeless advocate now. <laughs> and now if you look on Wikipedia about my mayorship, it says housing activist. Interesting. I'm not a housing activist. I've never been a housing activist. Yeah. I just kicked their ass in a fucking public affairs battle. Mm -hmm. And yeah. people on the inside of Oakland know, like, they start asking, who did that? Who did he hire? Who did that? Who did this messaging? Who did the website? Seneca. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I did all that shit. It's all me. Mm -hmm. Right? You guys said it couldn't be done. I did it. You're wrong. You're, yeah. you're over. Your career's over. You have no idea what's happening anymore. You're completely detached from reality. And this is what's happened to the elite left. They have a palpable disdain for working class people. Yeah. It's just, it's so obvious, right? Like, yeah. it's, you know, um, so that made me an operator. When I launched my mayoral campaign, I got better media coverage than anybody else. The news is fawning over me. You know how much money people pay to get the news fawning over them? Yeah, quite a bit. I didn't have to pay any of that because those news reporters live in Oakland. Yeah. They, they, they're fed up too. Everybody's yeah. fed up. They were just waiting for someone with the right looks and optics. And this is how racism works here. If, if I, if I look like you, I couldn't do any of this shit. I was going to ask you that. I was going to, I was going to ask you that. Cause I'm like, you know, that let's, let's be real. Like, you know, as much as we want to discard it and everything, like it does, you do have somewhat of like, when you get that star in Mario, where like for just a brief second, they, they can't touch you on a certain day. It's easy to write me off as a Nazi. Easy. Tomorrow. Nazi. See you later. White supremacist, anti-vaxxer weirdo. You know what I mean? Get them out of here. Yeah, get like, out they, can't of really, they can't really do that. They can try it. They can they, they can, hey, they can set you up in other ways. I'm, I'm not saying they can't, but I'm just meaning that way. Black, black face yeah. of white supremacy. Like All that. Yeah, exactly. You know, self-hating. Because I live in a hood. I live in a hood. I'm not a member of the asset class. I grow and sell cannabis for a living. Well, I don't grow it for a living, but like I grow it for me. But I'm a broker. I'm old school with it, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm a complete rebel. What do you, I don't give a fuck about any of this shit. But I'm like Leon Nielsen or Nielsen, whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. I have a special set of skills as a union organizer. Mm -hmm. I know how to rabble I've won a lot of big campaigns as a union organizer. Right, that's an art form of building social justice movement. It's still the exact same as building a populist movement. It's populism, mm -hmm. right? So when you have the timing and the conviction, um, and I tell this story a lot. Here's, here's kind of what I did to make me a legit candidate. Mm -hmm. And this happened throughout history a few times, but I know of one story in particular. The the, uh, the people came from the old world, I mean, the, um, Europe to the new world, South yeah. America. And they got off the boat and they said, hey, we're your new gods. Give me your babies, your women, and your girls. 
Anything we want, it's ours. Give it up. Give it, give me, give me, give me. And they're like, what are you talking about? You're not God. Like, I mean, you may look a little different and smell a little different, but you're no fucking God. You fuck mm-hmm. off my island, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, whatever. They'll probably both say, ah. And the, the Spaniards, the ones who didn't just say, ah, I'm just going to kill them all. Because some people did that. I'm just going to, mm-hmm. you know. But the ones who were like, I'm not going to kill them all. I'm going to use the brain. I'm going to use knowledge as power. It says, hey, you can laugh now. But I'm gonna give you a week. At the end of that week, if you haven't given us your women and your babies and your gold, I'm gonna block the sun out. Mm. Right? Yeah. And we'll be back. And so, of course, they knew an eclipse was coming. Just the knowledge of that celestial, you know, cyclical happening that the other group wasn't armed with was enough to convince them that they had more power than them. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like the it's kind of an illusion. And in like the Bay Area, I noticed this. I I see that the Bay Area, you know, what I when I turn on TV and I I can tell when people only see the Bay Area through the lens of Cron 4 News or or something like that, when they only see the lens through that that through the lens, then they tend to take the the, you know, state propaganda to a new level because it's like, okay, well, all that stuff. But anybody, like you said, even these news reporters, if you are stepping near a hypodermic needle every single day, you you can't fake being happy about that. You know what I mean? You can't you can't fake that. And I think that's why maybe your message was a little bit of a fresh air to people around here was because if I go to work and I work in blue collar construction, you know what I mean? And, and if I talk to somebody there, nobody there is like, hey, man, we need to give these people houses, these people, these, you know, we need to we need to give the these people that are addicted to crack and meth and breaking car windows. We need to like just put them in houses and stuff like that. Nobody is saying that they're like, no, I just need this shit to go away. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, need to, I need to not think gone. about it. I need yeah. to not think about it. I need yeah. to not see smoke coming up from under the freeway every single day. Every and single fucking day. day. That shit kills me <laughs> on 880 by, and all that I stuff. I live by Wood Street. Yeah, Wood Street has thousands of found yep. out cars. This looks like a war zone. Right? It's that bad. But it's even, you know, it's the conversation we're going to have. Um, they don't want the public debate. We don't have liberals. No. The liberals aren't even classic liberals anymore. They don't want the public debate. Yeah, there's no free speech. Yeah. yeah, there's no free speech. They're, 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 I mean, you know, the left and the right, I don't have to repeat the ruler and the clock thing, but um, well, you know what, you have different listeners. So for your yeah. listeners, the, uh, the one of my political mentors said he stars the left as the Left and the right extremes like to see themselves as one and 12 on a ruler when they're really one and 12 on a clock. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they both love fucking fascism. They love it. Neither side on the extreme has an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Luckily for us, most of us fall in the middle. Right? Mm-hmm. Like middle yeah. right. Middle of the center, right? Like, okay, I want my traditional values because I'm a Christian or, right. you know, I'm an old Southerner and I like my culture or whatever the fuck it is. But I'm still open to new things. You know what I mean? Like, or like not, you do you. You do you. Yeah, like, it's you not for do, me. You do right? you. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Leave me alone over here. I'm from, I just want to do me. Uh-huh. Right? That, that, nothing wrong with that. Um, and you used to be able to have a healthy political debate between the left and the right up until maybe the 80s. 
Um, not to go through that whole thing, and then go back to being friends with your neighbor who you had a different a party with. It was not even a thing that came up in your friendship except every election. Whatever you like, that guy. Ah, it's like a sports team. Yeah, yeah. Right. But now it's like God. It's like religion. Yeah. Right. I want to have a holy war because mm-hmm. you have a different political candidate than I do, and I base my entire identity around being in this party. And they've uh, they've absolutely lost their minds. Like yeah. it is my most of my colleagues in labor at this point, you know, they're making one sixty upwards of two hundred thousand a year. Now they're not rich, rich, but they have their, their spouses working on the same kind of job. Yeah, you know, you had a household fucking income of three to half a million dollars a year. You're not living like poor people are. No, you like to think yourself with a social justice warrior and all that mm-hmm. shit. But all of them got money and own houses. You're in the asset class now, even if you only have one asset. Yeah. Right? That's the big difference between poor people who have no assets. Fundamentally, mm-hmm. a difference in generational wealth. Yeah. Right? So um, they loved it. I, I call it the green pill. We start green pilling these developers and these, some of these rich folks, and they start going with it. And the campaign grew, and then like now we're here, right? That's like the, the long like I'm like a uh, not a free form jazz guy. One of my bosses told me because I'll be all over the place, but it'll come back eventually I, to the point. I, the listeners are fine. The listeners yeah, trust me; they're they're, they're, they're used to that, so don't worry about <laughs> they're that. They're used to that shit. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it made me legit here, and people are like are coming to the party. They're coming to the hill to dance. You're familiar with the YouTube video about the boy on the hill dancing in the car. Uh, yeah, party? yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that video. It's part of our um, political indoctrination. You have to read this book and you have to watch that YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Because okay. then you understand what leadership is. Real leadership is empowering other people who are crazy. That's the underrated form mm-hmm. of leadership. But also, you got to be easy to follow, mm-hmm. which is the problem a lot of people who are revolutionaries have. They're too cerebral. They're not easy to follow, right? And I can fall into that, too. So for people in Oakland, it's simple. Clean up the homeless camp. Take on the activists, right? Stop the stop the, uh, the, the performative altruism and fake woke shit. Yeah. And the reason I do, I, I stop it by aggressively attacking and debating yeah. them forcing them to debate me because yeah. how do they cancel some of my optics, right? So, yes, you can't you can't do it. White people can't do it right now because we're, we're stupid. You know how much talent we're missing out on because certain people just can't even enter the political spectrum right now? Yeah. You're DOA if you're a white dude. I don't care if you're even woke. Because if you're a woke white dude, you can't run because you're supposed to be defined. Yeah, you're a white savior. <laughs> you're the white you savior narrative. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So like, you can't, you know, it's just, you can't do it right now in these progressive cities. No, right? no, no. And even though you're going to actually be the face of your, and I don't really care. I don't care. That's the, that is one of the, um, that's one of the like you know I, I, I world's smallest violin like, I have no sympathy because white dudes can't run for office right now like I don't really give a shit right but I do I will recognize that it's racist and it's bigoted 
I will hold that, that belief and I will fight for a political environment where everyone who's qualified has a chance to get elected and have their voice heard free of those the lens of your uh, oasis or whatever stupid shit that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I can hold that at the same time. It's not caring. Well, because yeah. of the because of the harm black people have suffered in this country. I don't have to care, right? Like all these dudes on my wall are dead, bro. Except one of them. They're all dead. Most of them was killed. Right. Yeah. Violently. And- you know, like, I don't mm-hmm. have to care about that shit. But I'm a it's a superpower. Let's use it. Yeah, right? and, and it just sounds like you want a meritocracy, to be honest. Like, I mean, that's what this is. Let the best person with the best ideas be heard. I mean, it, it's it's a very simple concept. And it's like people you say people won't debate you. But even debating that is so stupid. How are you debating it? Reality with me. You know what I'm saying? That like you people can't debate hear, it. They yeah. will. Housing first. Yeah. Oh, no, they lie. That's how they lie and gaslight you. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and it's and it's stuff that they just learned last week. You know, what I mean, it's stuff that, that <laughs> yeah, or it's, you know, it, it's uh, there's the whole meme. Like, I support the current thing and it's all these different. I things love that. that they, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Exactly. So it, it's like it's all this stuff that where they it's, it's repurposed terminology for the same thing over and over again. And I actually one thing that you said it, about some of the people who claim to be working class in the Bay Area, but are, are making money out of these activist organizations and, you know, say say they're making about 500K a year. It's really interesting because I've noticed the same thing because it's so expensive to live in the Bay Area. They are able in their head to even convince themselves because they're like, look, I pay a landlord still every month. You know what I mean? Because you can't you can't own property with 500K a year. I'm sorry. Like you like not nothing good, at least in the Bay Area where you're. Yeah, you can. People well, you got to drive. Uh, you might have to drive a little bit to work. You, can, you know, you, yeah, can. Yeah. you can buy a, you, if you if you have an income of 500K a year, you can buy a million dollar house. No problem. True. OK, I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. But like, you know, for the most part, they're not going to. You know what I mean? They're not they're not going to. And um, what would you do here? They're crazy. They're, they're so buying dumb. shit. Oh, yeah. God, they're dumb. Yeah, I w- yeah. I <laughs> right wouldn't now, even... right now, in this climate, people are buying stuff. Yeah, it's not the time. I don't be- think so, but no. I mean, what do I know? I don't know. Typically, you don't want to be buying property when gas is six dollars a gallon. I just, I I just, something tells me that's not the you best know, time. World War Three probably started already. Just don't know it yet. Yeah, you may not want to buy that house. No, no. uh, Buy that, buy that land, buy that acreage. That's true, and and for me, it's like you know, I, 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 because I, I I won't be able to. I mean, unless unless a monopoly bank error in my favor happens my way, it's it's not going to happen. Just just, I could penny pinch all I want. You know, my grandparents tell me, hey, penny pinch a little bit. I'm like, it's it's not 1957. You know what I mean? You don't think that you're ever going to be able to actually buy a home? In in where the city in I live California, in. yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. not even California. I mean the the city Bay Area. I'm a city guy, so I'm saying like in that. Yeah, I could go to Tracy and buy one. No problem. I could go to I could go to you know Central California. I I could do that. Um, now I, I have family. I've only lived here. You know what I mean. So it's it's it, it's just one of those things where I I just I I'm probably gonna have to leave. However, I don't want to just give up on where I where I'm from. You know, it's like a weird. I don't want to leave. Why would we want to leave the pay? The pay is awesome. It's awesome. Right? Thank you. Thank you. People like, hate. People love to hate on they, it, but it's like it's the best. It's crazy. It's the best. It's the best. It's crazy. I'm not going nowhere. Fuck that. We're gonna fight and take it back. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, I'm. I, I get it. It's probably best for me personally 
to do that, right? It's better to go own in Nevada, go own something for a couple hundred K. It's probably better. Hey, they don't got, guess what you don't see in Nevada and they don't tax people for jack shit in Nevada. You don't see a lot of homeless people right next to schools. You see them dead next by the casinos, but that's just casino life. You don't really see it everywhere. But for me, I just don't want to see my city turn into Mad Max, which it kind of is a little bit, um, especially after San two Jose, years. That bad? It's bad, dude. It's bad. It's it's really bad. I mean, it, it I it's not as bad as Oakland because I've, I've driven through Oakland and stuff. It's not as bad. But there are parts of San Jose, especially like just, you know, you expect it in certain parts, right? Like, I'm not going to say this whole thing's new, but, you know, certain parts I expect to see it. But like there's certain parts where it's like, man, just a couple of years ago, this was you could eat dinner off the sidewalks here if you wanted to. You know what I mean? And then now it's like just needles everywhere. People living in cars. People just I mean, and we're not talking about a homeless person that's falling on tough times and they're, they don't you know, they're scared of you even finding out they're homeless. No, these are people with their pants down yelling in the streets and you're seeing that. Yeah. And it's like, nobody, off. yeah, all that stuff, yeah. dude. It's like, it's like you can spit, you could put rose colored glasses on. It's still going to be a homeless guy jerking off, man. Like you can't, you can't. It's no, like, the woke, the woke have blinders. It's just, yeah. it is help. But yeah. then they won't let you take, give them help because it's like, you know, what did Amy Winehouse say when you try to take her to rehab? No, she said no. Nobody's going to rehab willingly. No one's going to these places willingly. And, that's the biggest issue I have with these housing advocates is the dishonesty. Mm-hmm. And there's housing first. Well, just give them a house. Oh, snobby. Like, you have all like these that. houses. Just give them a house. We have four tiny houses burned down yesterday in a city sanctioned tiny house. Place really? Because they don't require them to be clean or they don't require them to do any type of service. It's just they come as you are. Well, they come as you are. Somebody falls asleep, and now you have four tiny houses burned down because, or whatever reason happened, right? And yes, yeah. fires happen all the time, but not with that frequency that they happen. Like you said, you look under yeah. an underpass, and it's, like, like we're lying to ourselves. So the yeah. analogy that I, I, I make that really works, and I encourage people to use it more, is housing alone. And I say alone because. If you're mentally ill or on drugs, you need inpatient mental health or inpatient rehab. Yeah. The inpatient suggests housing. That means you're not in a fucking tent. Mm-hmm. So housing alone, without those services, it's a solution to our, our homeless crisis. Like food alone, it's a solution to someone with an eating disorder. Yeah. It's just not smart. It's just respectful, even. Right, like imagine how disrespectful it would be to take that limit girl who's fucking 85 pounds and be like, This bitch dumb, the food's right there. All you gotta do is eat it because that's what these wokes are doing. Yeah, they they it's always about accessibility with them, which then yeah. infantilizes the person even more than they think you're doing by, by saying it's you just racist don't want... because who's doing the infantilizing? Yeah. Young white people, white wokes. I just call them white wokes. Well, it's, white it's a wokes university the, thing, man. It's a university uh, thing. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I mean, it's it's that's what they learn. It's what they learn. They want to be different than their parents, so they learn something like that to make them different than their parents in a school, and then they become in charge of certain things because of a little bit of elite overproduction because everybody goes to college now, but not a lot of people do productive labor um, or go to college for productive labor. Uh, so therefore, they have to stake their claim 
and make 160k a year telling you that homeless people need free needles access and and free crack pipes and stuff like that you know it's you can beat them you beat them you beat them at their own game mm -hmm. the reason i i'm able to take the wokes out is i'm woken in the world i'm doing what they say they're trying to do which is really make the world a better place interesting right the awakened Right, or what's the the, the view? Now, I, I turned 43 in May, so I'm a little older. But what do the kids say? Base, base is back. Mm -hmm. I used to be, I used to mean something way different. When I it was, was Lil B, Lil B's to... even young to me. That's like young people, but shit. wasn't he the first person saying base? I remember nah, I was the first person I ever heard saying it. Nah, base used to be the crackhead. Oh, oh, free basing. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. know, what you mean. I, I know I, yeah, base heads. Yeah, that's like public yeah. enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought, yeah, because I remember Lil B was actually saying base, like that's based, like he no, used to he's say. Base guy. No, yeah, Lil base B guy. incubated that. He incubated mm -hmm. that for sure. Um, I like the term. I mean, it's the it's counter to woke. Yeah. I, I think it's, I tell you that's based in reality. No. Right? It's how I like how I hear it as the old guy I am, right? Yeah. Um, because I am a little, you know, older. It just so, means it just means that you it just means that you said the thing that needed to be said, but that people may not want to hear. That's basically what in my opinion oh, what, that mean, what that means. I like that. You know what I'm saying? You like know, it's 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 the hard there's a meme that says hard to swallow pills and it'll say like a important topic, like you know, say what we were just saying, homeless people, you know, aren't gonna aren't gonna take care of the house that you're gonna give them. You know, that'll be a hard to not, swallow pill. So that's, that shit down. So when you're bay, like, you know, just if you have an actual good, coherent take on homeless people, which is considered wrong and vilified now, and even with police, I know I know um, you you have the same thing with 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 police where you don't that's you're not running defund the police campaign. You know what I'm saying? Like, and no, most people don't I, want I, that. Actually, that's I'm trying based. to get that. I'm trying to get that police endorsement for the unions, actually. Because that's I old school. Like, that's old school union shit, man. Like, I like yeah, it. support like. OPD police. Mm -hmm. Uh, whatever. I, I still have my life looking in my rearview mirror, right? Like, mm -hmm. I drive weed around and stuff, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but OPD cannot have 650 officers and we're supposed to have 1,100. It's just kind of simple stuff here. Like you said, it's like these people have lost their minds, but now mm -hmm. we're actually seeing repercussions from these uh, policies in, in liberal cities. And you can't make the case that you're altruistic when the wealth disparity and across race, class, and gender, which are the things that they love to tout, yeah, are um, more imbalanced than some Alabama. Yeah, right. How do you how do you do that? So here's a passage for you. I fucking love this book. This is today's passage. Mm -hmm. So Christopher Lash wrote The Revolt of the Elites. It was published in 1994 by his daughter because the guy died. Right. I didn't hear about this book till last year. So 1994, what year were you born? Glenn? 90. 90. Wow, you were four years old. All right, yep. I was born in 79. There you go. So, I, was, I mean, I was old enough to at least read the book when he put it out. But uh, yeah, not me. <laughs> I would have no idea what I was reading. This would have right, been some right. way, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I did read Tom Clancy at, like, nine. I used to love Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy's good, man. He's good, good. good stuff, yeah. So, here's I love this passage. It tells you, it's such a postpartisan fucking Jew. 
So the abandonment of the old ideologies will not usher in a golden age of agreement. Mm-hmm. If we can surmount the false polarization now generated by the politics of gender and race, 94, now he meant gender by feminism. He didn't even know how much. He no, was no, he didn't. He, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he did, but maybe he did. Yeah. I'm willing, I'm willing to give Christopher the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, we may find that the real divisions are still those of class. Back to the basis could mean a return to class warfare, mm-hmm. since it is precisely the basis that our elites reject as a hopelessly outdated model, or at least to a politics in which class became the overriding issue. Needless to say, the elites that set the tone of American politics, even when they disagree about everything else, have a common stake in suppressing the politics of class. Mm-hmm. Much will depend on whether communitarians continue to acquiesce in this attempt to keep class issues out of politics or whether they will have to come to see that growth inequalities as populists have always understood, are incompatible with any form of community that would now be recognized as desirable. And everything depends, therefore, on closing the gap between the elites and the rest of the nation. Boom. Boom. Right? Like, don't fall for the okie doke. And Fred Hansen knew that. Mm-hmm. He knew that. That's what they cop. That killed that kid at twenty one in his bed. Yeah, they, he knew that shit because he was out here saying what black power for black people, white power for white people, yellow power for yellow people, red power for red people, X power for people we left off. Imagine saying that nowadays. Yeah, if you're done. You're done. But Fred Hampton said it. But dude, that's how you. That's how you short circuit the woke's mind. Yeah, you have to find out places where they're blatantly contradicting themselves. Two ways you short circuit woke's mind, and you short circuit their minds to snap them out of NPC mode, so you can win them over. Because that's how we win. You don't win by just doing what they do and yeah. demonizing and ridiculing everyone. You got to win some of them over, right? So the first thing you do is confuse them. They love the Black Panther. When Judas and the Black Messiah came out, oh, that's my homie who made that. That shit was filming Cleveland, my hometown. Yeah. Shaka King, who directed, wrote, and produced, along with Ryan Coogler, is a dear friend of mine. We've written content together, talking about my life in college when I was, you know, a gangster and shit. Um, I was statute of limitations this past, so let's just say we was wild in college. It was like the Sopranos, but Cornell. You know, it was, the Cornell Sopranos. Oh, I would send you the treatment for for Ithaca, the show we were pitching. Oh yeah, I was. Uh, we were very into organized early days of uh, identity theft, and you name it, bro. Like we were doing everything. Like put, digital projectors used to go for three Gs. Three. They were in every single classroom at Cornell. <laughs> like. Gotcha. We to, we, yeah, everyone. <laughs> like it was great. It was a fucking great time. And I was just a nice kid from Cleveland, Ohio, when I went to mm-hmm. fucking Cornell with all these New Yorkers. And New Yorkers are like, that Cornell shit didn't mean nothing. These kids were gangsters. Like, they were actual literal gangsters kids in college. Oh, like, I see. Like mobbed up kids uh, yeah, and shit yeah, like connected, that. Yeah, right? connected, yeah, connected. Connected kids. So like, I, I was like, oh, wow, like I could do this too. I'm pretty good at it. And I had a lot of success, you know? Um, that's a whole nother story. So 
when it comes to confusing and aggressive nuance is what I call it. Because what the wokes like to do is remove all the nuance. They lie. There is no nuance. You don't you don't agree with me, you're racist. Yeah. You're yeah. classist, you're sexist, you're anti, you're, you know, anti-vaccine or anti-science or whatever, right? So you got to get them when they're off guard. You have to catch them before they have, before they've gotten the MPC update. Right, yeah, in between software. Yeah. Spot, right, they got the new software and then they know what to say. It's too late. You catch them before the new software comes out and you make them think for themselves. Yeah. They start to short circuit. I give you a good one I use a lot. Ivermectin. Good old Ivermectin. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, just, I, got, I got Ivermectin over there. Yeah? Like, nice. Nice. Yeah, from fucking Mexico. Like, of course. Yeah. The guy's got, that's the best yeah, way to get it. You go to Mexico yeah. City and just get a box of it. And come home like Santa Claus. 100%. Like, fucking. 100%. Otherwise, you got to go through Russia and we can't even do that anymore. Yeah. So. I don't want Russia Ivermectin anyway. They're probably giving us poison. We're at war with fucking Russia right now. We don't want to admit it, but it's, the, the whole world is condemning Ukraine. Really? Because when I look at the countries who aren't condemning Ukraine, and I add up the numbers of them, it looks like the whole world ain't. Right. Ukraine. You mean the Western world? Oh, thank you for showing how fucking you're conveniently white when it suits you. White people here love to say Black Lives Matter act like they don't like the white privilege, but they show it so much when it comes to the basic shit, like saying the world, like no, the Western world, not the world, because Brazil hasn't weighed in, India hasn't weighed in, China and India alone have the fucking world. Right. Vietnam hasn't weighed in, Israel hasn't weighed in, Saudi Arabia hasn't weighed in, Iran hasn't weighed in, Iraq hasn't weighed in, I could probably name a few more if I thought hard enough. What is this audacious claim? Cuba hasn't weighed in, right? Like, what is this claim that the world is united against Ukraine? No, we're at World War now where China and India sold us out. India's like, ah, we got to pick. Sorry, USA. We're over here. We're in Asia. The fuck we're going to pick your side for? We don't like, we don't like you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, nobody likes anybody. It's all fucking convenient. So they're not weighing in. It's the Western civilization thing that's on the decline, and we live in it. I think it is a grand experiment that I would like to see get another shot the way it was meant to be incubated that we've never fully realized. That's why I'm a union man. I don't like labor unions right now, most of them. I love working people. Yeah. I love the labor movement. They just sold us out. Only thing my labor union's done in the last couple years has told me who to vote for and guess who it always is. <laughs> and that's yeah. me, a stupid union guy. I'm in one too, but I'm not an organizer, but I'm in one. So I mean, right? It's, like, it's a... I'm pro union, but these people are like, so here's an ivermectin trick. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, look, Japan in India have longer life expectancies and at least Japan has better education. Yeah. 
Um, while we were calling it horse case, they were trying it. While we were lying and saying it was dangerous, even though Tylenol is more dangerous per mm-hmm. doses, they were trying it in good faith to see if it worked. With India even giving it to over 250 million people in the Udar Patesh region. In your opinion, why would our media say horse pace when every common drug has animal version? Right. Well, I have horse Tylenol. I have all these. I have, yeah. I have sheep Tylenol. I have goat. I have, I have goat ibuprofen. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, why would we do this that way? And not just try every found drug because we're in the middle of a pandemic that had a safety protocol. Well, I mean, forget whether it worked or not. I don't care if it worked or not. Before we knew if it worked or not, because those studies hadn't been done yet that you're trying to claim it doesn't work. But before those studies were even done, we called it horse pace while yeah. Japan tried it in good faith. How do you explain that? Well, for one, I mean, the ivermectin is dirt cheap so you really aren't going to turn a huge profit off it if you administer it to every person uh two pfizer i mean it's fucking with pfizer i mean you know what i mean if you, you know that but for people who are super yeah. pro vaccine on their third booster double mask yeah how do they answer that no they yeah they don't they they what the thing with those people is they they actually kind of get off on not knowing anything in terms of covid because they worship science they worship these doctors. They go, but I don't not, know anything. But they're, I, but they're scientists. But I said, oh, you're I, talking about the, the, oh, I think you're talking no, about citizens. No, I get what yeah. you're saying. So what I say to them is, hey, have you aggregated the global scientific community's response to COVID? Or did you just follow American scientists? Yeah. Yeah. Curated CNN doctors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a way to confuse. I've gotten to a lot of people to at least like, not be fucking maniac because you have to now they got the update well i remember it doesn't work i'm like yeah but we call it a horse pace yeah i I know it works (laughs) i know it works (laughs) shit i mean no it's worse than it works it it does work yes it works um you know when i got upset when i said you know what i don't care I'm just going to talk about it. Here we go. There you go. All right. There you go. You know, we got to get this little shit from fucking Mexico. So, yeah, I went to Mexico City, which I love Mexico City. I went to Mexico City last August. It's uh, I've been there a couple couple of times. I have friends there. So I like to go back. And... Have you ever been to Mexico City? I have never been out of the U.S. Oh, before, unfortunately. You've yeah. got to go out of the U.S. Make, get, get a passport. Mexico City's five hours from us nonstop. Let that be your first destination. Okay. We can rock out together. We will have a fucking ball. All right. Yeah. Right? So go to Mexico City to kick it. Eat and drink because there's a bunch of Michelin star restaurants down there. Like you can, you know, do all your drugs and have fun and you're completely safe. And um, I wanted to have a prophylactic because this is when you start having different variants. So I'm like, you know what? Let me get this ivermectin as a prophylactic. Right. Because I'm in a different country. I just flew. I'm going to be around people from around the world. This yeah. is the 
this is the global capital of uh, the Americas. It's, it's, it's Mexico City, right? So as we catch some freaky COVID variant, it's high. Let me get some ivermectin in my system. Mm-hmm. Right when I land. So I land, I go to the pharmacy, get me some ivermectin. I take my doses for, prof- for prophylactic. Mm-hmm. Now, I had long COVID. When yeah. I went there from, from 2020, maybe like October, uh-huh. I could not all the way complete breath. Right. And then breathe out. I would mm-hmm. hit a tightness or a wall. And I had a swollen lip node on uh-huh. my right side that was really protruding, really aggressive. And it's just over a year now at this point that I've been dealing with this. Yeah. About a year, actually. If happened, uh, about a year, right? I, summer, fall of 2020. And it was, it was um, you know, 2021 in August when I went. So... I just started living with the shit, bro. I was like, it's, I don't know. I got long COVID. My chest is tight. Mm-hmm. I get tired fast. Yep. I got a fucking swollen it. No, but I'm alive. And I hope it goes away. Mm-hmm. So I say that because I didn't take ivermectin to cure long COVID. I didn't take it to cure anything. It was prophylactic. So, yeah. So there's no placebo effect thinking I'm going to take it and it's going to right. work. There's no mm-hmm. belief. I wasn't even thinking about it. Mexico City is high elevation. Mm-hmm. It's also really smoggy. Yeah, oh yeah. I, typically, I typically have worse time breathing when I walk around there than Oakland. Mm-hmm. Oakland's pretty fresh air and with sea level. So which is the opposite this time. Two days in, I'm walking and I'm like, Wow, I just took a deep breath and yeah. I immediately reached to my neck and yeah. my fucking lip note was normal. And I got angry. Yeah. I see I what you mean. Angry. I know, I know I what you mean. The fuck off. How dare these evil motherfuckers? How dare them? That's evil. Yeah, we've had treatment, even no matter what your degree of fear of the virus was. I was a guy who didn't really fear me myself getting it, but I knew other people that were other people. We're not a very healthy country. Other people were scared of getting the virus and stuff. But there was always treatment. There was always treatment available. Always treatment I mean, not available, available, but there was always treatment. Right. I mean, it was we, couldn't get, we got yeah. everywhere. But, it was but the minute the minute the lockdowns happened, you didn't find it anywhere. You didn't no. find any. No, hydroxychloroquine no. was actually the first one that they no. that they really smeared yeah gone. gone and that was curing river blindness so it's like you think you'd want to maybe give that going malarial it's a malarial uh the antibiotic and stuff and and, and so yeah exactly I, well that, that's that my I have a theory on that though I have an alter- not an alternative theory i have an add-on theory okay there's another reason why they don't want americans regularly using ivermectin why is that we actually do have a lot of parasites in us Oh yeah, I'm I'm all in on this. Yeah, the please. reason that we it's made is to kill yeah. parasites. Yeah, and Americans have a lot of parasites. Uh huh. And if we would have just get rid of them regularly, we wouldn't go to all these other medicine they push on us. Mm-hmm. Because parasites have a lot more. Um, yeah. Uh, deliber- like the de- de- debilitating 
health effects and symptoms that can yeah. match with other things. So interesting. There's a lot of reasons they don't want to. Use yeah. These, and these not things. to get too graphic, the, but if the average American was taking ivermectin for COVID and then in the morning when they were doing their business, they looked down and saw a worm, they would start asking way more questions then why why can I breathe a little bit better now and all that stuff? I no, I'm with you. That's so, <laughs> that, that like, I agree there's with. other things there, right? So yeah. you know, it's a, it's the miracle component that has not fully studied that obviously affects our bodies in different ways. And it's as complicated as medicine may seem, it's very simple in terms of how drugs work. Oh yeah. They, Either they make your body hot or cold, they slow you up or freeze you up mm -hmm. or down. Or like they do stuff, like it's, it's what they do, right? Mm -hmm. So it's evil. Most people know it. The awakening is happening. Yeah. I get encouraged. I'm, I get encouraged every day when I hear it just in the streets, not on the internet. I'll hear somebody saying certain things about the Gates Foundation, certain things where I'm like, okay, at least. I know that you you're open to to, to things, you know, because for a while it, it, nobody wanted to hear anything. But, you know, now, now there's damage that's already been irreparably done from it, unfortunately. But I I did think that after a while, if you got people to do this for two years, that you'd be able to get them to do it for life. And I at least think that I see people snapping out of it a little bit more, which is nice. Yeah. Well, what do you think about these? Uh, I mean, we've been about an hour. This, I'm getting all these notices about the cyber attacks. Um, Mark Mester Ford told me two weeks ago get 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 hardened for that. Mm. Um, scary stuff. I don't like these notices. I'm getting yeah, the cyber. I remember the cyber attack on that gas, that colonial pipeline a while back. Remember that? Remember that? Probably about oh, six yeah. months ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That felt that felt so like, hey, everybody, look at this, like a display of power kind of thing. I don't know. I know they tried to blame some Bitcoin guy, you know, hackers and stuff. Like I was like, nah, I don't know. No, man. so like, like we can. Yeah, crazy well, time. And right? now gas is so, now now gas is like a you know uh, a a damn valuable resource now for in the bay, you know, driver. I don't know. It's. I don't, uh, it's, the, it's the time for the popular surprises. Christopher Lash knew it was coming. Absolutely, man. This is the this is the great book. I, I, I encourage all of your viewers and listeners to order this book before they burn it. Mm -hmm. Um. And, so, so you promoted you promoted Christopher Lash. Now, how about yourself? I want to tell everybody where where everybody oh, can help definitely. you if they if they Senate if they've God. loved if they've loved this right now and they're like how do i help this guy out just please please name everyone for find oakland him. mayor 2022 i'm gonna put it in the chat and then the biggest thing that we need if you don't live in oakland if you live in oakland the best way you can help us is obviously vote for us mm -hmm. and share our campaign with your friends um we need money. We do have some good friends. We are doing decent in our fundraising, but because we are at the insurgency, right, we need for people to donate their fiat. Um, every amount helps. I think the minimum may be five, but $5 even helps. Don't discount that. That absolutely helps the campaign. We are actively fundraising in the soya-based economy, the soil community, mm -hmm. the 2A community, the post-partisan community. 
And anybody who wants to elect different candidates who actually represent the interests and needs of the people, but who have the sophistication to actually not run your city into the ground. Yeah. Right. Who can work right. with the business community, who understands I'm a business owner, um, who's also understand the benefits of capitalism, yeah. who likes the American story more than he hates it. Nobody wants to admit <laughs> it, but we're all we're all used to functioning in that, at least even if we weren't succeeding in it, we're all still used to that being our operating system. You know, nobody likes to admit it. Nobody likes this, yeah, but but hey, at the end of the day, like if you you could be a, you could be a socialist, but at the end of the day, you're, you're clocking in on that nine to five, just like anybody else, or or you're running a thing where people ha- clock in nine to five to work for you. That's one. Of, that's one of the two that's options. It. Yeah, that's, that's the two it. options you have right now. Like, yeah, nobody's yeah. a com. Nobody's a. I mean, you could be a communist ideologically, but at the end of the day, you are in capitalism. Like, but what do you think about the? I have some questions for you since you're younger, Dan. I was still okay. what is it, ninety thirty two. Almost. Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I'll be later this year. Yeah. So you ain't no playing chicken. You're a little older. You're like, a little bit. like you're not uh, grown, grown, but you're grown. You seen know? a few things. Um, exactly. What do you think about the anti-work movement amongst the youth? Not even the youth, but. Like people just not wanting to work? Yeah, people just quitting a job. Yeah, no, it's bad. I've always, I, I to me, look, I. My dream would be to never clock in at nine to five. I'd love to do media for the rest of my life, but I'm not operating as if that's going to happen. Right. I'm that's just like, hey, one of these days that could happen. But, you know, if not, other than that, I I, I have a job where I have a pension. I vow I try to keep that job as, as much as I can. Um, there's days where I go there and I go, why, why the hell do I do this? You know, but so I understand the sentiment and I understand that it is tougher to own property nowadays. So you do feel like you, your wage does not go as far as your, you know, you hear the story of your grand, you know, somebody's grandfather who worked as a, you know, just a store clerk and stuff, but had a nice little house, you know, just something. So you understand that like maybe that the, that ceiling is way too high and you're, and, and so I get that, but it is very tough to ma- not make change in the world. If you're not at least getting your hands in productive labor. It's so, like it's a, and I don't mean email jobs. I'm talking about productive labor. I'm not trying to shit on anybody the way they make a living, but there's a thing called imposter syndrome that a lot of people get. And guess what happens? Guess where they get imposter syndrome is when they're clicking emails all day. That's when they get email that, uh, jobs. I've never yeah. heard that framing. Uh, I have to get that for my friend, uh, Jack Mason. He, 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 he created that term, but yeah, e- it's email jobs. Um, I love that, that. Yeah, because you know, you understand. It's very tough to affect change in the world if you are not getting your hands dirty. And 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 when I mean get your hands dirty, I'm talking about working in a grocery store, things like that. These people that actually see production class. Yeah, the production class, yeah. exactly. Because there's working class and then there's production class. There's two different things. And I I think to me, if everybody stopped working, we saw what happened when everybody stopped working. We didn't win. Nope. We didn't, we didn't win. win. We, we didn't, didn't win. win. So the, 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 the general we strike thing. We have to work thing, harder. We have to bring all the work back here. We have to work more. Yeah. More and work. It's, yeah, exactly. So I, I can't I can't get down with that. I, I do see that from people. But I like I understand the concern. I understand where they're coming from. I'm sympathetic to it. But you got to get your ass to work, man. Like, that's. I love it. I, amen. I see a lot of these new. Because, uh, you know, a lot of guys working. The reason I'm here now is because a lot of guys working on my campaign are by your age or mm-hmm. mid to late 20s or early 30s. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm just a decade younger than me. I have a different yeah. life experience, right? Um, and I'm in college doing 9-11 and shit like that, right? Wow. So, you know, it's just different. 
Uh, it's just different. So I don't get a lot of the stuff. Like it's like it's like a different world to me. And they like what I'm saying, which is cool. I mean, like they're working for me, and you know they uh, they got me on the other uh, what's the Good Old Boys podcast, yep. and and uh, those guys are cool. And now I'm here on Red Candy, which is fucking awesome because this is local. Local. Um, it's local, right? So it's more applicable to what I'm doing, you know, yeah. because hopefully your listeners are mostly local as well. I, unfortunately, no, dude. I, I can't, like I, I look at our numbers and they don't come from the Bay Area. I mean, like there's a few people, but uh, really, that's yeah, huh. a lot of Midwestern. I mean, I'm, look, I, I will hopefully you don't regret talking to me today, but yeah, the, the, the thing. Oh, I don't give a yeah, shit. yeah, no, uh, no, <laughs> but but there's people that could that, I mean, look, there's people that definitely I think are gonna like this conversation. And you have a site and they can send you they can send you money. They can help you. Yeah, there you go. And and the, and a lot of these people are whether they want to admit it or not, are disaffected Bernie Sanders voters. Right. And what did what what was the Bernie thing? Bernie was, you know, we, we can argue with what happened at the end of that campaign. But a lot of people were willing to not only phone bank for people for a guy like that, but they were, wanted to send him money. You know what I mean? And people did it in droves. He was the pop. He talked with the populism. Unfortunately, that all went to the Democratic Party after, but that that's what none sense. I I mean, you know, I but to me, I, never felt it was not. It, it, I just no. didn't fall for it. My girl has a she's ten years younger, she's seven years younger than me. She had the burning sweater. She was all for yeah. burning. Uh, you know, I worked for California Nurses Association for a while. Mm-hmm. California Nurses Association made burning. Yeah. They were one of the SEIU, so, right? Or was that SEIU? No, 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 the no, Red no. Bus, the nurses. Right, okay, not okay. SEIU, the Red Bus that followed him. All that voter reform, all mm-hmm. of his policy was incubated by Roseanne DeMauro from the California Nurses Association. And I love Roseanne DeMauro. She's retired now, but she's one of the most effective union leaders I've ever worked with. She's a fucking beast, right? She's one of the most, like, 30 most powerful people in healthcare as a nurses union leader mm-hmm. back in, like, you know, the 2000s, which is just far shit. And we, got, we were organizing Florida, right, the work safe. She's like, yo, I don't give a fuck if they're anti-union. They're pro-nurse. And you right. have nurses saying, I hate unions, but I like my nurses union. Yeah, she well, was, I don't I don't care what they say. They're signing that fucking nursing union card, right? And mm-hmm. I respected her gangster because she was a gangster and that mm-hmm. she was she knew what she wanted and she fucking took no prisoners about that. And she demanded a lot from her staff. And uh it was it was they they propped up Bernie. The reason I didn't fall for Bernie is this. If Bernie was gonna set it off, he would already set it off. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't have a killer. He didn't have a killer instinct about it. He him. had a killer instinct. So yeah. I, like he, he he enjoyed he was enjoying validation after a career being a fucking weirdo pain in the ass. <laughs> and finally, after a career of no one caring what he did and being a fucking weirdo, he's the darling now. Yeah, he's the populist leader. All of his ideas are finally involved. And people are finally willing to visibly support his energy. Yeah. And I saw that and I said, am I going to get behind this guy? And something told me in my own personal algorithm, he's going to sell you out the same way fucking what's his name did when he lost Florida. What was that? And these, and these people never come through. Yeah. Right? I, I, don't, I don't know, like... Um, 
this conversation you could uh you could officially end the interview here okay well let me uh let me just uh sign us off real fast so you can tell yeah, me off the record not. i got no yeah. problem yeah okay so um Everybody, make sure uh, if you like this conversation, go ahead and support. Uh, uh, it'll be in the episode description. So go ahead and support uh, Seneca for OaklandMayor2022.com. And uh, Seneca, thanks for joining me, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity, Glenn. Okay, cool.